Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, providing everything you'd need to hit the circle or the big stage. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you, folks? Hope you're all keeping rightly out there in podcast land. Yeah, you guessed it. Another week has rolled round in the bagpiping world, and we're about to get into all of it on this week's show. Yes, we have our reaction to Winter Storm, we have concert announcements, all to- Hey, there's just way too much to get into. Plus, we've got a huge big topic of the week, and you're probably wondering, by the title of this week's episode, what the heck are we talking about? Uh, re- we'll get into all of it, I promise. But first of all, let's do our introductions and all the rest, shall we? If this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we're here talking about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And yes, like every other show out there, we do have a Patreon. So if you would like to, you don't have to, but if you'd like to, get your hands on loads of extras, then head over there to Patreon, click on support, and be part of the Patreon people! Yeah, we've got quite a community over there. Uh, so, yeah, they all get exclusive access to our weekly Fuse FM Balamoney radio show. Uh, so if you do happen to miss it, the live show, you can go there, there and listen again. Uh, we also have episodes of Rab Show Plus. We have exclusive interviews, early accesses. Uh, performance clips and video diaries from the World Championships and all that kind of stuff. There's a load of cool stuff back there for our Patreon faithful, uh, so there hasn't been a better time to join. So there's uh, actually there's a link right now in your show notes. I don't know for anyone out there that does check the show notes, but, but we do type them up each week. Uh, so depending on where you're listening to this on your podcast player of choice, uh, yeah, we do have listening notes with various links and stuff to help you each week. Depending on what we're talking about, there could be a link to a, a service, a product, or band, anything like that. Um, yeah, go and check your show notes. There's lots of useful stuff in there. There you go. All right, so that's it for our introductions, and yeah, let's get into this week's pod good and proper. Uh, we get into our listener mail, first of all. Our email address is never changed, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, to say that we had a little bit of a reaction uh, over the course of the holidays with some of our big interviews would be an understatement. Um yeah, a lot of you are still sort of playing catch-up, I guess, following the holidays. And some big interviews that we had. Uh, we got some real good commentary, actually, following our interview with Callum Beaumont. A lot of people were intrigued to hear his process. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it, but if you haven't listened to it, then why not? You need to go back, have a listen to that. And uh, Also, we got uh, quite a few heartwarming emails as well, saying it was great to hear Bob Warrell on the show. And, uh, yeah, just sending best wishes and everything. So, hi, there you go. Shout out to Bob Warrell. We affectionately call him Mr. Christmas around here. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, if you haven't listened to those episodes, I know a good lot of you are still playing catch-up, as I say. Go back, have a listen. We do have a bit of a back catalogue now. Uh, over, what, 300-odd-plus episodes now? Yikes. There you go. Right, that brings me nice and neatly into my next email. This one comes in from Paul, and he says, Hey, Big Rab, uh, 360 episodes plus. Have you any plans for episode 400? 
Um, Paul, to answer your question, we're working on something. All right? You know us. We like to plan ahead, and uh, we are working on something. Now, as to what that something is, we can't exactly divulge it just yet, because it's like anything. Uh, if we kind of reveal it right now and say, oh, we're going to be planning to set off fireworks or send a, you know, a spaceship to the moon or something, and they're going to write Big Rab on, on a crater in the moon or something. Uh, <laughs> What am I talking about? Yeah, so, no, we can't divulge the plans just yet. But to let you know, uh, yes, we are working on future episodes of the Big Rab Show pod. And episode 400 will happen this year. All being well. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, thank you, Paul, for your email. Yes, we are aware. Episode 400 is in front of us, and we are working towards that. Uh, So, yeah, will we have any big celebrations and uh, anything special planned? Hopefully, is the, the answer to that, Paul. So there you go. Uh, also, we got emails in from Chris and another one from Andrew. And this, this one here comes from George asking about Big Rab Show merchandise. Now, we did mention it on last week's show uh, and then previous Big Rab Shows over again uh, on Fuse FM as well. Uh, we were talking about each you know, Big Rab Show merchandise, and will there be a clear demand for it? And uh, Chris actually says in his email here, says, I've listened back to your first episode of 2024 the other day, and yes, if you had T-shirts for sale, my wife and I would be wearing them. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got tons of emails back. Uh, those folks I just give a shout-out to, yes, they were saying if there was Big Rab Show merchandise available, absolutely, they would love to pick it up. So do you know what? We're going to have to look at this. Um yeah, I, I don't know. Selling merchandise and stuff is not really our forte. We kind of more are involved in the production of the show and we're trying to keep the quality there. Uh, so, yeah, we'll do what we can. If anyone out there is pretty professional at selling merchandise and stuff, let us know. Uh, if you have any hints and tips and stuff, uh, especially now that we're in a post-Brexit UK, I guess, that's a that's a thing. Uh, so shipping might be a bit of a handling, as they say. Yeah, but... Yeah, any hints and tips about selling merchandise online? Absolutely, we'd love your advice. Uh, we're not experts in this field by any means, but there definitely seems to be a clear demand for Rab Show merch out there. So if you do want to get some Rab Show merch, hopefully we will be yeah, putting that together for you and launching it on our site. Who knows what, what we'll bring this year. Uh, but yeah, we'll start work on that. Uh, so thank you everyone who did email us in and answer those questions. So yeah, there seems to be a demand there for sure. All right. <clears throat> Let's get into the rest of listener mail. I think that's pretty much it as far as commentary on the show is concerned. We did get plenty of emails asking questions about this incoming season, asking about dates in the diary. Rob, do we have any further dates in the diary for the competition season? Well, at the point of recording this, to answer your questions, no. Uh, we have heard very little. Uh, in fact, we've been reaching out constantly, uh, both uh, to headquarters and branch level as well. Branch level here in Northern Ireland, they say yes, they are furiously working behind the scenes to get their calendar put together. They hope to have it announced soon. Uh, so that's the instruction there. But as far as headquarters is concerned, uh, we may as well shout into an empty room uh, because yeah, we're, we're not getting any response at all. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> 
guess. So I know it's not much of an answer for you, but it's the only answer we can give. There's plenty of rumour, as we mentioned on last week's show. Tons of rumour. So much, uh, but nothing we can actually hang our hat on as to what exactly is happening. So just wanted to put that out there. Though. Now, to answer any listener mail, uh, that yes, once we have the dates in the diary, we will absolutely announce them here on the show and we'll plug them all across our socials, so you guys will be the first to know. Uh, but right now, uh, no, don't pay attention to the rumours. Please don't go and book travel arrangements based on those rumours as well. I've heard of a few people doing that. Please don't do that. Do so at your own risk, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, listener mail, to answer all your questions, no, we have no further news as yet. We are still waiting. All right, there you go. So, hope that takes care of all the listener mail. Quite a busy week, actually, in the email box. So, thank you, everyone. Uh, it's always brilliant to hear uh, your commentary, your questions. And we are a pile of admin behind the scenes working, working on future episodes, too. So, always good to see. Busy times here at the Rab Show. Always good. All right. Let's fly on. If you do have your own question, query, or email that you want to send into, it's bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Send us in a note. Let us know you're listening. Do you know what we haven't had in a while? It's voicemails. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a long time since we've had a voicemail. I think it was even pre-season last year was the last time we got a voicemail. So, hey, send us in your voicemail. We'd love to hear your voice here in the show. Instead of just me wibbling on here all the time. There you go. All right. Well, it's at this point of the show that, well, you guessed it. It's time for Word of the Week. It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rapture Podcast. Winter. Yes. This week's Word of the Week is winter now you probably yeah you're probably going yeah okay seen that one coming yes of course because winter storm and kansas city closed its doors and man what an occasion it was but yeah that was an inspiration for it i guess uh but right now we are in the depths of winter here in the uk uh we have had yeah all sorts of crazy cold weather and snow and ice and all sorts of madness it's been really really cold and for a lot of people that just adds to the struggle of going to practice each week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I, I cannot tell you the amount of people who have not made it to practice this week as a result of the weather. Yeah, I don't know. But the, the weather is one thing. But please don't let the winter defeat you. Yeah, there's been a number of people actually in our listener mail who say this normally around this time of year that I give words of encouragement to keep people yeah, on track for this season. Uh, so I think that's about time I do that now at this stage. Uh, yeah, this is the winter months. All right, we have set up for years and we'll continue saying it. This is the time that prizes are won. It's this time right now in the freezing cold, dark winter months that you're heading to bond practice and flying through that MSR, that hornpipe jig for like the millionth time that week. And... um yeah, that it's, I don't know, <laughs> the competition field, the sunshine, the ice cream, the trophy lifting, the singing songs on the bus and the road home, the lifting of the pint glasses with friends and everything and the sunshine. Yeah, that seems like a distant way off dream that's never going to come. So, yeah, I have to say, right now, this is when the prizes are won. All of this hard work, endless practice, and trying to keep your pipe major happy. Uh, this... <laughs> 
<laughs> this is when the prizes are won. Okay? No. So, yeah. I think, well, did we said it on one of the shows before? This is when the work, when the prizes won, the work and the hardship, and then you go to competitions just to collect them, I think. Yeah. I, I think we've said it before probably a lot more eloquently than what I just did, but... Stick at it, folks. All right. I will give you another little pep talk before the end of the show, rest assured. Uh, But this is the time that is so difficult to maintain and keep your motivation throughout this time. That's where events like Winter Storm really do give you a bit of a shot in the arm. Uh, Did you guys see the concert? We'll probably talk more about that at the Winter Storm concert. But the competition, the standard there was incredible. But the concert itself was Wow. Yeah, I still have no words for it. Over two and a half hours of just absolute blistering goodness. And we'll get into all of it later on. Uh, But yeah, watching all of that, it really kind of just lights that fire again. You know, you kind of watch it and go, yeah, that's that's the stuff. That's the stuff I love right there. Oh, I have to get playing that. So there you go. Let that fuel your fire and let us listen to the Rap Show pod just to remind you that you're not alone. There are hundreds and thousands of pipe banders doing exactly the same thing you are right now. Yeah, drudging through the icy cold and snow to get to practice to, yeah, finally learn those road sets for the week, you know? <clears throat> you're not alone. All right, that's it for this week's word of the week, which is winter. Yeah. All right, well, you guessed it. It's been a wee while since we've had a weekly drone here on the show, but we've got one. So, right, let's get into it. JD, have you got a weekly drone for us this week, man? It's the weekly drone. Numbers easement. So I see that RSPBA today have announced that they are continuing with the easement of numbers for bands going forwards into 2024. Keeping the reduced minimum number of musicians required to field a competitive band. That's nice. Shame that they have also reduced the number of major championships in the season. What was it again? From five down to two? Oh, and no sign of the member fees getting reduced either. Are we surprised? Well, to answer your question, Weekly Droner... Uh, no, we're not surprised at all. <laughs> uh, controversial. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I think this was received off the back of news that was announced by RSPBA headquarters on the 12th of January. So a little while ago, uh, they put it up on their website saying that, um, yeah, they're going to continue with the easement of numbers for player numbers uh, for this incoming season. Now, quite a big statement. Actually, if you want to read it all across, uh, I'll I'll quote from it verbatim. It says, The extension to the easement in relation to player numbers only will continue for the 2024 competition season. This will then be reviewed by the music board. La-da-da-da-da. Okay? Then it goes on to say, The rationale for this continued extension for easement is, yeah, some member bands continue to struggle for player numbers post-pandemic. Yes, we already know that. They go on to say there is an ongoing risk to individuals having to isolate if unwell, meaning bands having to withdraw at short notice if below minimum player numbers. Now, this news story does go on. We will unpack this a little bit more in the news and updates. But to answer your questions about the reduction of fees, 
Nope, there's been no talk about that. Has there been any further talk about any major championships? Nope, there's been no talk about that either. I think the last we got an update on that was the 22nd of December. Yep, so that was a wee while ago. Uh, So, yeah, we... I don't know. It's one of those things. To see that this easement is continuing is kind of a no-brainer. I do get where the weekly droner is coming from. Whoopee. Uh, in a way. But yes, we have noticed that bands are continuing to struggle to feel the competitive ban. Yes. And we do know that a lot of bands are also struggling financially. So why not adjust the fees to help as well? That's another topic altogether. And... I'm glad that you raised it, Weekly Droner. It's a very valid point. Uh, So, yeah, reducing the number of majors from five down to two. Quite funny. There you go. But (laughs) here's hoping we will get more in the calendar soon. Uh, Watch this space. But there you go. That was an interesting one. Uh, So if you do have your own Weekly Drone to send in, you can, as always, go to our website, thebigrabshow.com. There's a big button right at the top of the page where you can let us know your thoughts and feelings on on warts and all for this incoming season. Uh, Yeah, we'll hopefully bring it here to the future show. There you go. All right. Well, (laughs) I think that's pretty much us all through all of the introductions and the beginning of the show. It's time for us to finally get into Watch the Crack and get into all these news stories, including this one about the easement of player numbers. Yeah, we need to unpack that a little bit more, don't we? So, right, time for me to take a little short break at this point and time to get into Watch the Crack. Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off. Showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration. Proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection, the dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. Dojouniversity.com forward slash big rab for a 30-day free trial. What's the crack this week? Rob, what's the crack this week? Hi, Rob. What's the crack this week? Rob, 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 what's the crack this week? Hey, Rob, what's the crack this week? Well, come on. You knew rightly what we were going to be talking about this week. Of course, we have to unpack everything 
from one of the biggest piping and drumming weekends there in the United States, Winter Storm. Yes, Kansas City did not disappoint. And yeah, we have to get into all of the detail. (laughs) What an amazing event that was. Plus, we have to talk about Celtic Connections as well. Right here in the UK, of course, it's opening its doors. We have to chat about that. Very exciting. So we already mentioned it earlier, of course, but we're going to unpack it a little more now. And that was, of course, that news uh, that dropped from RSPBA about the easement of player numbers. We're going to break it down a little further. We got news from the William Grant Foundation and the National Piping Centre about nominations now for the Belvany Medal. That's new, and we'll get into all of that. We also had the first in-person clasp competition, and we got the results from that over this past weekend. We'll delve into that too. So, there's tons to be at and watch the crack. Yeah, so let's get into it. Let's not delay any further. Aye, I'm going to take a wee break, and we'll be right back to unpack everything in this week's news and updates. Whether you're performing in a parade, on the field, or on the grandest stage, our marching drums will be your trusted companion, lightweight, durable, and crafted for maximum comfort. You'll feel the power of every beat without compromising your performance. With a wide range of sizes, styles, and customizations, you can find the perfect drum to suit your unique needs and preferences. March with greatness, elevate your sound, and create a lasting impact with the BDC Axial Snare Drum. Now's the time to stand out from the crowd and make your mark on the world with British Drum Company. Visit BritishDrumCo.com for information on all our marching drums. Unleash your true potential. Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Okay, let's unpack everything from Winter Storm. First of all, I have to say a full congratulations to the organising team who made this incredible event just run like clockwork. You know, I I don't think it goes without saying. An event of this size doesn't just happen. This is obviously from a huge body of work from a massive team of volunteers and uh, behind the scenes who make all of this possible. So full congratulations to the organising team there at Winterstorm. And another shout-out I want to do before we get into everything else is shout-out to the Piper's Dojo. Yeah, everyone there at Dojo University who, I don't know, the, the live streaming they presented this year from Winterstorm was incredible. All right, now I'm going to... Yeah, I love production value, and I'm going to gush a little bit here, but this year, the live streaming was yeah, absolutely brilliant. We had multiple camera angles, the audio quality was impeccable, I just don't know how they managed it, but it's such a great high production, and if you haven't caught any of the live stream videos, or even the video of the concert and everything itself... Do yourself a favour and go over there now to the Piper's Dojo and check all of their videos from Winter Storm. Wow, is all I will say. Full congratulations to everyone there at the Piper's Dojo. That was incredible. A huge body of work and man, was it amazing. Just to tune in from home, absolutely suffering from the fear of missing out, FOMO. Um, But yeah, it was just an absolute pleasure to tune in. So... 
There is currently an online fundraiser to help cover the costs of the online uh, streaming and everything. So if you do like what you've seen over the course of Winterstorm, then we would encourage you to please drop in a little donation. You know, a quid here, a quid there, a fiver note, whatever you can afford. And yeah, to help try and cover the costs, because I'm sure there was quite a, a large cost there. I think their target is around 1500 no, 15 grand. Yeah, that's a bit of a difference. Uh, around 15k, and that's what they're after. And I think they're almost there. I think they've raised about 10k so far. So if you would like to, you can go over there now to, yeah, th- there's a Winterstorm fundraiser there to help support the live stream. And yeah, Phil, congratulations. I know, I know we haven't even talked about the music yet, but to the organizers, the volunteers, and to the live streaming folks there at Piper's Dojo, wow, what an incredible body of work. Well done to everyone. All right, let's get into the music then, good and proper. Can I say that the performances and all of it, the competition at all levels was just blistering. See the gold medal, Peabrook? Now, I'm not one for listening to Peabrook for hours on end. I do kind of lose concentration, all right? I'll 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 say that. <laughs> I do lose my concentration when watching hours and hours of Peabrook, but I was glued absolutely glued to this that oh the standard on display here was just incredible i don't know how the judges did it you know i just don't know how they managed to separate these people it's incredible so let's go through the results then shall we starting with that gold medal pbrook of course in first place was ben mcclamrock well done ben wow Congratulations. In second then was Michael Rogers. Third was Andrew Donlan. Fourth was Andrew Carlyle. Fifth was Derek Midgley. And sixth then was Edward McElwain. There you go. Now your judges for the Peabrook then was Bob Worrell, Callum Bowman and Stuart Little. All names that you're going to hear quite often because they had quite a busy time throughout the competition. Uh, So yeah, congratulations to the top six there. But to our gold medal winner, Ben McClamrock. Well done indeed. All right, so that was for the U.S. gold medal, Peabrook. On to the North American gold medal, Kiel Big. Yes, this is quite a list here as well. Yeah, congratulations goes to Nick Hudson. Yeah, gold medal winner. Not bad. In second place then was Jack Williamson. Yeah, shout out to Jack. And, of course, uh, Jack's dad, of course. Yeah, big fan of the Rab Show and actually has helped us out quite a number of times uh, with previous interviews and stuff as well. So, member of the Rab Show team. So, just wanted to give Jack a big shout on the show. There you go. Uh, not a bad weekend's work. Uh, in third place was Craig Murhead. Yes. Fourth place was Alistair Lee. Fifth was Eric Olette. Yes. And sixth place, Andrew Carlyle. Yeah. So congratulations then to everyone there in the top six and to, especially to our gold medal winner, Nick Hudson. Congratulations. There you are. All right. So the aggregate gold medal, Peabrook and Kilbeg winner then overall was Andrew Carlyle. There you are. Uh, excellent stuff. Not a bad weekend's work there, Andrew. Congratulations. All right. The silver medal, Peabrook. Just to unpack that a little bit, we had Cameron Bonner who lifted the silver medal. Congratulations, Cameron. And second, we had Dan Lydon. Uh, Joe Biggs was third. Jack Williamson again in fourth place. Uh, we had fifth then was Evans Ridgeway. And in sixth place was Alistair Murray. Go on, Alistair. Gets that, how to give Alistair a shout there. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the silver medal of Peabrook competition, again, was just ridiculous. Standard, stupidly high, and so well done to everyone. There, and especially to Cameron, lifting that silver medal. Well done. On to the silver medal, Keel Begg, then. In first place, 
Connor Bonner again. Well done, uh, Cameron, sorry. Uh, Cameron Bonner. And in second place was Joseph Harworth. Yeah, Kitty Buckland came in third. Fourth place was Thomas Candelosi. And fifth place was Joseph Stewart. Sixth was Bobby Durning. Yes, there you go. Not bad. So, yeah, I have to say, I know some people don't watch the silver medal in the preference of just watching the gold medal competitions, but I would urge you to go and watch those silver medal performances. Seriously, some good music played there, for sure. And, uh, yeah, Cameron Bonner absolutely played a blinder in both. And, yeah, as you can imagine, yeah, deserved to win those silver medal titles, for sure. Well done to Cameron. That was fantastic stuff. All right, moving on. Uh, On to the the snare drumming now, and the gold medal. I think everybody would know this by now. Went to Blair Brown. Go on, Blair! Yeah! Right. For those snare drumming fans out there, especially solo snare drumming fans, if you haven't watched this performance by Blair Brown yet, do yourself a favour and go and listen to it. All right? That's all I'm going to say. But Blair Brown's performance in the gold medal snare, oh my word. Seriously, it was fantastic. Well done, Blair. I'm so impressed. Very, very musical. Lots of rise and fall. Oh, just blistering. Loved it. Uh, But that's to say the whole gold medal competition was like this. There was nobody kind of phoning it in. Very competitive. Uh, Second place then was Eli Fugitz. Yep, go on, Eli. Third place was Robert B. Graham Jr. Yes. In fourth place, Derek Cooper. Go on, Derek. In fifth place then was Grant Maxwell, and in sixth was Graham Brown. There you are. So that's your top six. Uh, so congratulations, Blair Brown. Honestly, totally deserved. As I've said, you should go back and watch that performance in the gold medal snare. Do yourself a favour. If you're listening to the pod now, I don't mind even if you pause this and go and watch that video and then come back, okay? Just take it from me. If you're a snare drumming fan at all, even if you're not, go and watch it. Absolutely. I so enjoyed it. Fantastic. Right, now, a world that I don't know much about, I'll actively hold my hand up here, uh, but yeah, the tenor drumming solos was one I watched with interest, because I just, yeah, every different tenor drummer that competed here were so different in their approach to the music. I'd love to learn more about this world of solo tenor drumming. Uh, So, yeah, I just don't know how the judges are judging it, because there is two or three different elements to it. There's the interpretation of the music, there's the actual drumming part of it, but then there's the visuals as well. There's so much going on here. Uh, So, yeah, very interesting competition to watch there. The tenor drumming. uh, So the gold medal tenor, uh, the winner was Sam Johnson. Yes, well done, Sam. In second place was Danielle Cooper. Go on, Danielle. Nice one. Uh, In third place was Whitney Glenn, and in fourth was Catherine Bayeski. I probably completely butchered your surname there, Catherine, so apologies. But there you go. That's your top four in the gold medal tenor. So go and have a watch at it if you're curious. A lot of great drumming actually happening there. Very interesting stuff. Uh, so, yeah, who knows? I might actually have to get a, you know a tenor drumming judge on the show sometime. That could be stuff that, yeah, we'd need to unpack a little bit to try and figure out this solo tenor drumming world. It's an interesting one. Yeah. On to another interesting world is the... Well, the bass drumming championships, the gold medal bass drumming solos. Well, I suppose you can argue that every time a bass drummer plays, it's a solo. You can argue that, I guess. Uh, But this, again, very interesting competition with a lot of great music played. Uh, So, yeah, our gold medal winner goes to Danielle Cooper. Go on, Danielle! 
Nice one. I think this is actually the second time that Danielle has lifted this. Yeah. So well done, Danielle. In second place then was Reagan Jones. Nice one. In third place was Madison Sprague. Yes. In fourth place was Alexander Alexander Cluddle or Cudell. I don't know. Apologies, Alexander. I'm sure you're laughing your leg off now at this point of me struggling over your surname. Apologies. In fifth place, <laughs> in fifth place was Ali North. Of course, we had Ali on the show before. Excellent stuff. And in sixth place, then we had Chris Ross. Yes, there you are. So again, the tenor drumming and bass drumming, very interesting competitions there. I have to say. So yeah, if you have time. Definitely consider checking them out, for sure. Now, I'm not going to go through all the amateur grades. There was a lot here. Amateur grade 1s, 2s, and 3s for Peabrick and Keelbeg. There's a lot there. As well as the amateur snare drumming. I'm not going to delve in through that. Or the amateur tenor, amateur bass. I'm not going to delve through those. But if you do want to, you can go and check out those hashtag lists yourselves. They are all published, of course, on the uh, Midwest Pipe Band. Uh, not the Midwest Pipe Band. What am I talking about? Yeah, on the Winter Storm website. What am I talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I could just about read my script here. Yeah, so go and check it out. Full listings of all your prize winners are all up there now. Do you know why they said Midwest? It's as Midwest Highland Arts Fund is what I'm looking at. It's the fundraiser for the live streaming. That's what's in front of me. There you go. Let's first of all talk about winter steam, shall we? Yeah, that big kind of keely that they were calling it. Uh, yeah, the huge competition that was winter steam. Seem to be a roaring success. Now, there's something that's really confusing me from Winter Steam, right? Now, we've seen tons of videos and stuff as, as well. We've seen like a winning performance of a, a quartet as well. Uh, so that was fantastic. Uh, so really enjoyable. Tons of great music played on stage as well. I haven't seen all the videos of those performances from Winter Steam. Uh, but shout out to Lone Star Piper who did film a good majority of them. Uh, so you can, yeah, shout out to Jeremy. Go and check that out. <laughs> so if you want to see videos from Winter Steam... Go and check out Lone Star Piper. But, uh, yeah, can someone explain to me the watermelon? Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this yet, but all across social media, there's been so many big names in piping who were at Winter Steam, and they're all cradling a watermelon. What? What, What's the story with the watermelon? I, I am so curious. You know, we've seen the likes of Bob Worrell and all these other big name people who were there nursing this watermelon. It seemed to be throughout the evening, other people were responsible for taking care of the watermelon. And um, I'm not sure of the significance of the watermelon, how I get introduced to Winter Steam or just what the heck is going on. But if anyone out there who was at Winter Storm can help solve the mystery of the watermelon for us, please let us know. <laughs> This is a lot of fun. Obviously, the drinks were flowing. The crack was mighty. And we have heard a few stories from Winter Storm of, uh, yeah, five o'clock in the morning, playing tunes out in the hallway. Uh, So, yeah, a lot of great stories like that. Uh, But no one has explained the watermelon situation yet. So, if you can, we would appreciate it. There you go. Right. Let's get into the concert itself, shall we? Can I just say that Fred Morrison initially... Did not disappoint. Fred Morrison, what a legend. We're such huge Fred Morrison fans here anyway at the Big Rab Show. We constantly play his music on our show on Fuse. But to see him playing in Kansas City each year at Winter Storm, he never disappoints. He always manages to rip that stage apart. It's fantastic. 
So they actually started the concert with Fred and they ended it with Fred. Uh, so and Matt McIsaac actually joined them as well in the second half, you know, playing guitar and all that kind of oh, man, so good. So good. Uh, so, yeah, we had solo spots. One of my particular highlights, of course, on the evening was the solo spot from Stuart Little. Pipe Major Stuart Little, uh, NBA, his solo spot was just blistering. So good. Uh, we had Callum Beaumont playing a solo as well. And we had various other performances. Uh, we had drum salutes and there was like little impromptu bands that were formed out of some of the alumni. Very, very enjoyable. It's over two and a half hours long of a concert, but... I would urge you to go and check it out. Yeah, get yourself a soft seat in your lounge at home, whatever. Get yourself a cup of tea and watch the concert. All right? And then you can say, oh, yep, Rab, I watched that. You're spot on, mate. Yep. I told you. Go and have a watch at it. The Winter Storm concert. Wow. Is all I'll say. Well done to everyone involved there. The snare drumming as well from Stephen Crichton and from the GOAT, Reed Maxwell. Wow, uh, from loads of others as well. You know, I'm just picking out names, but yeah, some of the performances, man. Anyway, go and watch it. Do yourself a favor. Have a watch at the videos. And then, yeah, again, if you are wanting to help support this event for future winter storms, then please do consider dropping them a donation to help cover costs for the incredible live stream that was provided by the Piper's Dojo. Yeah, shout out to those guys. An incredible body of work. To all the competitors, to all of the organizers, what a fantastic event. Winter Storm just seems to get bigger and better every single year. And this year did not disappoint. So there you go. That's Winter Storm wrapped up in a nutshell. If you have any thoughts or opinions, of course, on anything we talked about on Winter Storm, or, yeah, have you any thoughts about the, the watermelon situation, then let us know. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. All right. Let's move on to another news story then. We were talking about the Belvany Medal nomination process. Now, this has changed. Yes. In recent days, we got a bit of a news story published on bagpipe.news where the William Grant Foundation and the National Piping Centre are now inviting nominations for the Belvany Medal. Now, this is different. Yeah. Now, the Belvany Medal is for services to piping, and it's normally awarded annually, subject and, you know, to a suitable candidate being identified, and it's presented at the Glenfiddich Piping Championship every year, which takes place in Blair Castle, of course, that you all know at the end of October. Now, there is a nomination process for this, and nominations are now currently open and will run all the way through uh, from, well, they will, sorry, they'll open from the 1st of February, got that wrong. They're opening on the 1st of February all the way through to the 31st of March. All of the nominations will be presented to a committee consisting of representatives from both the William Grant Foundation and the National Piping Centre, and they'll have two external members as well to help consider all of the nominations. And... Yeah, they'll help determine the recipient of the award for that year. Yeah. So if there's anyone out there who you believe is a deserved recipient of the Belvany Medal, then now is the time to get the thinking caps on. Because once that window opens, then, yeah, get your emails in. So for full information, of course, you can go and read it. This it's on bagpipe.news about the full process. And there is a little bit of a form to complete where you have to give the name of the person, their summary of their involvement in piping, how they've demonstrated an exceptional service to piping and why it would be appropriate to recognize them in such a way, etc., 
etc. The form is really quite detailed, uh, but for good reason. This is quite a prestigious award, and uh, yeah, to be nominated for it and to actually receive it is a huge deal. So, uh, yeah, if you do think that there is anyone out there on a global scale, I have to say, it doesn't just have to be here in the UK, but globally, who has yeah contributed a great deal to the world of piping, then there you are. Give that some thought. Window of nominations does open on the 1st of February, runs all the way through to the 31st of March. And yeah, you can check out the article on bagpipe.news, bagpipe.news, or I think the National Piping Centre themselves will be publishing details on their own website and how you can contribute and send in your own nomination for the Belvini Medal. There you are. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. Now, we did say on What's the Crack there earlier that uh, the first in-person clasp competition took place this past weekend. Yeah, it did. (laughs) So, uh, I have to go through the winners then very briefly. The overall winner for Grade 1 at the clasp competition this past weekend were John Frater and Grade 1. Yes, well done, John, winning the overall title in Grade 1. In Grade 2, then, was Donald Morrison. Well done. And in third, uh, not third, in Grade 3, <laughs> we had Adam Atchison lifting the overall winning title there as well. Yeah, so if you are curious about details about the clasp and the first in-person, co- in-person competition, I could just about talk tonight. Uh, so <laughs> go and check it out. Again, that's another article that was published on bagpipe.news. And uh, yeah, the full details, a blow-by-blow report of everything that happened there at that class competition on January 13th. Go and have a read at it. It's all there. Uh, so yeah, congratulations to your overall winners. To John, Donald and Adam. Well done, guys. There you are. All right, moving on. Okay, let's unpack this story, shall we, from the RSPBA. The easement of player numbers. The one that we got the weekly drone on. Okay, let's get into the details a little bit that we didn't really quite unpack earlier. Um, So, yeah, this change does not affect all grades. Okay, just going to throw that out there. It's only from grades, well, I think from grade 2 down to 3B. So, let's look at it for major competitions, first of all. All right, the minimum numbers that you are expected to field a competitive ban in Grade 1 at a major, 8 pipers, 3 snares, and 1 base. That's your minimum. All right. Now, have we ever seen a Grade 1 pipe band walk in there with 8 pipers, 3 snares, and 1 base? There's a question for you. I don't know in the modern day that we've actually seen that happen. I definitely remember it happening in the 80s and 90s, for sure. But whether it's happened in the 2000s since then, don't know. That's an interesting question. Uh, so, But that's grade one. That's the minimum required numbers. In grade two for a major championship, the minimum numbers are six pipers, two snares, and one base. And this kind of reads down through the rest of the grades. Yeah, so it's the same for 3A, same for 3B. Juvenile 4A, 4B, Juvenile A, Juvenile B, right? There you go. So that's everything then for majors. So the numbers have been reduced. So for grade 2, grade 3A, grade 3B, it's now six pipers, two snares, and a base. There you go. So that's your minimum requirements. Now, a lot of people have been commenting on this post on social media, uh, and I think RSPBI have actually closed comments on it now. (laughs) But basically saying what our weekly droner is saying, that, yep, you're helping with the easement of numbers. That's great, but you're also easing competitions as well. Anyway, let's move on from that. But it's good to see that this is still in place because it is something that we're very aware of. There's a lot of bands out there that are 
even at that, trying to struggle to hit those minimum numbers. You know, you might think that six pipers, two snares and a bass, that's not much. But for some bands, that's really quite a struggle to get that amount of people in the circle. So, yeah, it's good to see that these are the minimum requirements, you know, and that, yeah, they haven't been increased by any means. Because that, if they were to increase, that could have a knock-on impact to our piping scene, uh, for sure. So, yeah, before they adjust those numbers a little higher, um, I hope they do take that into consideration, that that could be a real struggle for some bands. So there you go. Uh, if you do want to read that full announcement from RSPBA, I'm not going to delve into all the details for all the miners. Uh, you can have a look at it. It's up there now on the rspba.org, their website. Uh, it was all published there January 12th. You can go and have a read at it. But uh, yes, two dates. We have not had any further details about any easement of fees. We talked about that a minute ago, earlier on. Uh, but then also we have no details on competitions. We talked about that earlier too. So we'll move on. That's our latest news from RSPBA, is the easement of player numbers only. There you are. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I have to talk about one of the biggest Celtic and folk music festivals to hit the UK every year is about to open its doors. Yeah, from the point of recording this on January 17th, tomorrow, Celtic Connections opens its doors Again for 2024. Yep, January 18th, they kick things off with a huge opening concert, which actually features the Scottish Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, very schnazzy. Uh, But yeah, the Celtic Connections Festival. For me to be able to go through this festival and give you our picks would just be... I don't know, That's you'd have to do a part one and a part two of the pod to be able to cover it all. Because the festival itself runs from January 18th all the way through to the 4th of February. So that's weeks worth of stuff where every day and evening there are gigs all across the city of Glasgow. It's incredible. Of course, one of the biggest highlights for us as Pipe Band fans, uh, yeah, we've mentioned it here before on the show, People's Ford, Bog Hall and Bathgate are going to be in concert on the 3rd of February. This is affectionately known as the lunchtime concert because it happens at 1pm in the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall. Now, we've also received news that it's not just People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate going to be on stage, but also the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland will be there as well. What? Are you kidding me? Yep, they're going to be there, baby. Oh, man, I can't believe it. That's going to be such a good show. Now, whenever you consider that the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland won Best Live Act on the Big Rab Show Awards, there, there's a recommendation right there. <laughs> But, yeah, if you do want to see our current world champions on stage, even at this early time in the year, yeah, the 3rd of February, that's really early. Uh, Yeah, to get a little sneak peek, possibly, of what the folks there at the Boggies are up to, yeah, 3rd of February, Glasgow Royal Concert Hall is part of Celtic Connections, People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate, and the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. That's going to be a special show right there. Oh, absolutely. Do you know what I'm hoping for? What I'm absolutely hoping for is that both People's Ford and the National Youth Band play together. Wouldn't that be incredible, you know? To see all those young, incredibly talented young kids playing along with People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate, that would be such a special moment. So there you go. Yeah, if you're curious and want to buy tickets for this or any other concert across Celtic Connections, uh, there's tons of great piping action. Uh, Just going to chuck a few names in there. Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton are doing their trio concert. 
that's going to be blistering. Uh, Brayback also have a show as well with their dual bagpipe sound as well. There's too many bands to mention, all right? Just way too many. Uh, so, yeah, if you're a piping fan at all, a folk music fan, uh, trad fan, so much to, to enjoy here at Celtic Connections. It's ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, go to CelticConnections.com, grab your tickets for it, which is going to be one of the biggest festivals this year. Uh, on a par, I reckon, for piping fans with piping live. I don't know. This year's Celtic, there's so much piping on offer it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Celtic Connections. It's going to be a very enjoyable festival this year for piping fans. A lot to choose from here. Uh, so, there you go. Just wanted to point you in that direction. Piping fans, go and check out Celtic this year. So much great music on offer. Uh, so, yeah, way too much for me to cover here on news and updates. <laughs> but, yeah, shout out to Celtic Connections. Good stuff. All right. I had to briefly mention here, at, well, here locally in Northern Ireland, the major Sinclair Memorial Pipe Band. Yep, Major Sinclair Memorial. We're giving them a shout this week because they have recently just joined Instagram. Yeah. Now, you may have already thought to yourself, I thought they already were on there, but they're not. Uh, So you can now go and follow the Major Sinclair Memorial on Insta. There you go. For all you Instagrammers out there, you can go and follow them. Just wanted to give them a shout this week. Uh, So (laughs) there you go. All right, another news story. I have to give a shout out to the British Drum Company. Go on, the BDC. Yeah, the British Drum Company put it on their socials there, actually, that a while ago, that they have been the recipient of quite a prestigious award. They won the Greatest Impact Award at the Made in Britain Awards. Yeah. Now, the Made in Britain Awards is kind of widely acknowledged as like a symbol of trust and everything, whenever it's reflecting, you know, the likes of high standard, quality, authenticity, and all of that, and craftsmanship, of, you know. Whenever it comes to producing products made here in Britain, it's kind of a hallmark, if you will. So actually lifting this award, having the greatest impact, that's fantastic. So full congratulations there to the folks at the British Drum Co. It's a real testament to the the amount of work that goes into their product. So there you are. Shout out to the British Drum Co. Congratulations on lifting that award, the greatest impact award that they made in Britain. Fantastic. Good stuff. Okay, I have to give a bit of a mention to something that's really quite interesting. And I would love to see more of this in the bagpiping world. Now, we've talked about some stuff like this before. uh, But, uh, yeah, it's great to see now that a piping organization is going to be running something that's a little bit more holistic when it comes to bagpiping and music. Yeah, the PPBSO which is no easy to say, the Niagara and Hamilton branch uh, are going to be holding a mind and body workshop. Ooh. Now, as I've said, we've spoke about this type of thing on the show before, and uh, it's great to see that this is kind of, you know, being, I don't know, taken forward by organisations. So, there's going to be this workshop. It's going to be held on the 3rd of February. Uh, It's going to be in John Wearfoot Armouries in Hamilton, of course, itself. And they're going to have Tyler Harris, who's a physiotherapist, and also Dr. Carl Smith, who's a chiropractor. Now, they're going to be talking about such things as performance anxiety and also to do a lot of the, you know, the physical side of playing as well. And, you know, to deal with your well-being, to make sure your posture is correct and you're not hurting yourself by holding an instrument for a long period of time. All of this kind of stuff. So, yeah. This is really cool. If you are interested, go to pbbso-niagara-hamilton.org and you can find the details there for their upcoming workshop. As I say, this is February 3rd and um, yeah, it does deal with the, you know, the mental side of the game as well as the physical. 
very interesting stuff there. Quite, yeah. So we'll be across that. You know, if we hear any details out falling from it, of course. But, uh, yeah, it's great to see that pipe on organizations are now doing things like this for their membership. Interesting stuff. We're very aware that at this time of year, bands all across and pipers all around the world are all gearing up for a lot of Robbie Burns celebrations. Yeah, we're getting into Burns season now, as it's affectionately called. Uh, so, yeah, the celebration of the Scottish Bard is happening all across the globe. And, yeah, if your band is going to be running a Burns night, or if you're even going to be playing at one, then we want to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> We've been see- receiving so many different advertisements for Burns nights and evenings and celebration concerts even uh, so yeah we've been doing our best to share those across all of our socials so if you would like to, a little bit of a shameless plug for your event that's coming up to celebrate burns then please do get in contact with us and we'll do our best to give it a good shout on the show and who knows we might even do a bit of a feature uh, next week on the pod and we'll shout out all of the burns events uh, so yeah so if you're going to be celebrating a bit of robbie burns then let us know our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, let us know where your burn celebration is going to be, and we'll give it a bit of a shout here in the show. All right, well, I think I've previously spoken about this on last week's show, but I just wanted to briefly mention it again. Right here in Northern Ireland, a brand new TV series is going to be starting, uh, actually, well, just now, at the point of me recording this. It's called The Band. If anything, I think this is its third season now. Uh, but this time, there's definite interest in there for piping fans. I think it's the third episode uh, is the one that we're really interested in because the third episode manages to follow Tully Lagan pipe on. And they also follow Klaus Kelt as well throughout the competitive season. Now, yeah, for those of you who have managed to watch the band before in previous seasons, you're going to know what you're in for. It's such a detailed Oh, man, it's, I don't know. It, they really get into the weeds of what it's like to be in a band and what's involved. And also what it means to the people in that band. So, yeah, shout out to my own piping tutor, Andrew Shilladay, of course. Yeah, he'll be featured on there, as well, along with Margaret Hill, of course. Uh, both pipers with Tully Lag and Pipe Band. Uh, but also, they'll be following Aaron McElwain. Yeah, do you remember Aaron? He used to be our voice of Weekly Drone. Shout out to Aaron. He's, he'll feature on there as well, because he's the current uh, bass drummer with Klaus Kelt, so he'll be on there too. So, yeah, what a fantastic opportunity. And, yeah, this is brilliant to see the Pipe Band world reflected in such a way in this incredible like documentary series. So, for those of you interested, that's all, well, starting right now, Wednesday night, as I'm recording this podcast. Uh, but you can also go and view that on the BBC iPlayer once it's broadcast. So, yeah, the band. Go and check it out. It's on BBC. You can go and have a look at it everywhere. Uh, but, yeah, the one that we're really particularly interested in is the final episode. I think that's episode three, uh, where they po- follow the pipe band world uh, for the band fantastic i can't wait to tune in yeah i'm fascinated (laughs) so there you go shout out for the band i'm definitely going to want to watch that okay i wanted to talk briefly about a bit of an announcement that come out from the royal new zealand pipe band association the rnz pba uh they're talking about a quite incredible opportunity yeah just after the nationals in new zealand they're going to be running a huge workshop yeah, with two of the international adjudicators that are going to be there at the Nationals. Now, where do you hear this? It's going to be Richard Parks, MBE, and Gordon Parks. Yes, both of them will be there presenting quite an interesting opportunity for you to kind of sit down and just talk. 
basically. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to uh, talk, obviously, about their experience in the piping world. You know, they're going to talk about personal anecdotes, stories from the scene over the years. But also, they're going to give really interesting insight as to what a judge could possibly be looking for. And, uh, yeah, possible hints and tips and ways for you to get around band management and things like that. So, yeah, they have a decade's worth of experience between the pair of them. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. What an incredible opportunity. So, if you would like to be part of that Q&A session, then, yeah, go and have a look at the RNZ PBA branch uh, Facebook page. They've advertised it all across there, all across their socials, and their website as well, where I do believe you have to sign up because there is limited space available. Uh, So, if you do want to avail of that, now's your opportunity. So, it's an open forum session uh, where you have questions and answers and everything, uh, so, yeah, what a fantastic opportunity there. There you go. So, Dr. Richard Parks, MBE, and Gordon Parks. Yeah, go and check that out. Thank you to the RNZ PBA. What a smashing idea. Good stuff. All right. Now, before we wrap things up with all of the news and updates, there's still plenty more to get into. The Vale of Athol Pipe Bands. Yes, they have unleashed the draw for their junior competition, which is happening this weekend. So good luck to everyone competing there. There is quite a list of names here. All right. It seems to be the Vale, uh, their junior competition each year seems to get bigger and bigger. (laughs) The entry for this is huge. So good luck to everyone competing there. Uh, So up there in Sunny Pit Lockery High School. uh, Yeah, we'll be following that with interest. And no doubt we'll be giving a shout out to the results on next week's pod. So yeah, shout out to the Vale of Athol and their junior competition happening this weekend in Pit Lockery High. Uh, Good luck to all of the competitors there. If you do want to check out the draw, you can go and have a look at that. Uh, So again, shout out to the Vale of Athol. You can go and have a look where they've published all that draw for your information. There you go. All right, for fans of the Red Hot Chili Pipers, just want to briefly mention that they have announced their United States tour. Yes, now they're starting out in Plymouth, yep, and then all the way down to Thousand Oaks. Yep, so basically they're all across the United States. All right, all the way through January, up until the end of May, I think. Well, sorry, the start of May. Uh, Yeah, they have dates all across the U.S. So if you've never seen the Red Hot Chili Pipers live, then... You have no excuse. <laughs> There's so many dates here. Uh, so, yeah, for fans of the Red Hot Chilies, now is the time. Go and check out on their socials, on their website. They have released their full uh, USA Tour itinerary. So there's bound to be a date in a town, city, next to you, where you can go and catch them live. Uh, Now, that would definitely be my recommendation. I know some people kind of, you know, don't like the recordings of them, so hence don't go to a gig. But trust me, if you see these guys playing live, that's when it makes sense. All right? (laughs) So if you've ever been a doubter, then... Dispel all doubt. Go and see the Red Hot Chili Pipers live. And yeah, it's yeah, it's an experience. So there you go. Their United States tour details are available now. And that's running all the way up now until, yeah, April, May time. Okay, wanted to briefly mention that details of the Scottish Schools Pipes and Drums Trust and their Scottish Schools Championships have, yeah, they've announced their date of when it's happening. So this is on the 10th of March. 10th of March! can't wait for that for full details not going to get into all of it right now but for details you can go to thechampionships.org.uk and uh yeah we'll probably unpack this a little closer to the time uh for details i think right now we have about 50 bands uh we have 125 schools represented there's going to be 43 freestyle performances apparently along with quartets 
Yeah, there are other details as well, uh, but it's all happening on the 10th of March. So for those of you making notes right now, get that into your diary, all right? Yep, I know we haven't done this for your diary for quite a while, but for full information, go to thechampionships.org.uk. And yeah, as our calendar begins to fill up, then that'll definitely be one that we should be keeping an eye on. There you are. So the Scottish Schools Championships. So I think that's pretty much everything now for all the news and updates. We've done our best to try and cover the majority of everything that happened since last week's show. And uh, yeah, probably the majority of everything. Is all from Winterstorm. Of course. You know? <laughs> so do yourself a favor. I know I've already said this before. But go and have a watch at the concert. It was blistering. But also go and check out the gold medal and silver medal competitions of uh, the snare drumming and the solo piping as well. And if you have time, check out the tenor drumming and the bass drumming. Such a great wealth of music played there. And yeah, absolutely stellar. Stellar! And if you can, drop a few bob to help towards cover the costs then. Even better. There you go. So there you go. That's it. For all of our news and updates. Yeah, and you've waited long enough at this point. I think it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. Proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One-of-a-kind instruments crafted from the finest materials using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument, but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Yes, indeed. Time for Topic of the Week, and the entire reason you tuned into this week's episode. <laughs> yeah, so what are we going to be talking about? Piping for wellness. What the heck am I talking about? <laughs> well, you might remember, around the tail end of last year, around October-November time, we were talking about quite an interesting venture by the National Piping Centre, who were investigating the potential for bagpiping and well-being. Yeah, and the connection between the two. Now, they're not only talking about your physical well-being, uh, but they're also talking about your own mental well-being, I I guess, as well. So your all-round wellness package. This is a very interesting pilot scheme. And around the tail end last year, as I said, I had to sit down and get chatting with Finlay MacDonald from the National Piping Centre to hear all about it. And, uh, yeah, let's just invite Finlay onto the show now at this point. Let's find out what this is all about. So, welcome to the podcast, Finlay McDonald. Finlay, how are you? Very well, Rob, thanks. How's yourself? The best, the best. And here I am absolutely intrigued about this new venture, Piping for Wellness. Tell me about this. What is all this? So, this is a 
it's a essentially a pilot program that we're about to start this week actually on Wednesday. Um, it's been in kind of the planning and discussion stages for for a bit over a year, um, and the the conversation started with um, our our co-chair, uh, Lady Ivory, having a discussion with a, um, a very senior doctor uh, called Dr. Michael Dixon, um, who has got experience with kind of holistic approach to health. Um, and using the, the, this, this, the discussion started about the, um, the kind of singing projects that help wellness and health and, you know, community yeah. choirs, di- different ways of engaging people through music that may not, have engaged with music before or may have had some kind of um, some issues that may have stopped them taking part in these things previously. Um, so we got, they, or they got thinking about pipes and how playing pipes might actually be something, we talked about long COVID or COPD, where actually that, the way of blowing and the way we think about our breath and, you know, could could help that. We don't know, and this is why we're doing the trial. But there's anic- there's lots of anecdotal um, stories and, and it, not evidence, but um, information out there that some people, lots of people, think that piping has helped their their lung health. Um, but also, there's the there's the kind of wider holistic approach of um, getting people to partake in group activities, be part of something, be be involved in something that isn't you know a lot of these people will have pretty serious lung conditions and just taking them out of that for a while in a way that gets them engaged in a, in a community, like-minded people who might share their own uh, experience or, or problems or issues. Um, so we're looking at that as a kind of holistic kind of approach where we will deliver lots of the piping activity. Mm-hmm. And it's very light touch at first. It's singing singing the scale, you know, doing a drone. So half the group sings the drone, the other half sings the scale. We, we, do tune, we start singing tunes in that way. We'll go on to the chanter, very slight, you know, very, very early step stuff. Mm. But we're also going to introduce, um, you know, piping history or Scottish history through piping. Um, local history, you know, this this project's down in Dumf- uh, Ayrshire, uh, Dumfries House. So we'll talk about Robert Burns, for example. He he loved pipe tunes, lots of pipe tunes that we know came from Robert Burns. And so there's that contextual approach where it's, it's about being involved in something. So... Um, we'll be delivering that aspect of it and the kind of wellness staff, the, the specialists down there, will be deal, uh, delivering things like chair yoga, um, kind of ancient Chinese breathing techniques, meditation, um, stretching, all, all these stuff, posture things that I think we can all learn from in terms of playing music and, and yeah. thinking of our physical and mental health. Absolutely. And I'm fascinated the way you mentioned the social aspect of it, because that's a huge part of piping, isn't it? Me and you talked about this before, you know, with Piping Live Festival. The music is one thing, the performances are, you know, they're blistering, but it's also the hanging out with your mates that makes it so special, you know? And I think it isn't, it's easy to kind of forget how big a part of it that is. I think Mm. back to my my youth, um, my, of course, my family was kind of, um, soaked in piping, you know, and I, I did it from an early age. But that that very quickly became my social life. I've met some of my best friends that are still my best friends today from the age of eight or nine through yeah. piping. I've met numerous people, you know, hundreds of people that I've enjoyed spending time with, friends, 
Um, it's enriched my life massively from just being involved in piping. And it doesn't it doesn't matter what level we're talking about here. Mm. You know, if it's complete beginner to, you know, what we do with degree level, it's about that interaction, being a part of something bigger. You know, the yeah. sum of all those parts and, and the sense of community. You know, I think that's that's the big, big thing. Um when I, you know, when I think back to the the Nielsen band that, that I kind of learned with, there was a broad, broad spectrum of people from different backgrounds, um, different, you know, social classes, if you like. Or, but it didn't matter. We all did it because we loved the pipes, and that was the common factor that we all loved playing the pipes and getting together and hanging out and chatting and playing music and feeling connected to each other by that. So. I think we shouldn't underestimate the the strength of that. Oh, absolutely! There's huge mental health benefits as well as physical health benefits. Uh, we have, uh, you know, I've heard a number of reports. I'm sure you mentioned them earlier. Uh, you know, where people who say they're like a bad asthmatic or something, and piping has helped strengthen their muscles and everything. So, is, is that what you're kind of hoping for here? Some sort of positive, you know, physical reaction, I guess, to people piping. Yeah. So we are, of course, not qualified to to make that decision or do that <laughs> that's why we're working with the the wellness center at Dumfries House and also mm. the East Ayrshire's um medical partnership so all of the participants have been um referred to this program by their GPs um right. so we're ve- taking very seriously the, the the medical aspects of this um there's going to be a lung specialist nurse there um at every session mm-hmm. um so that if the participants do feel as if it's causing them any distress or they need any help, we've got that on board. But we'll also be monitoring their progress and how they feel on a weekly basis. I see. Um, and yeah. I, I th- so again, it's the it's the physical side of it. So mm-hmm. what is the lung capacity like before? Um, a lot of this, I've, I've actually spoken to one of the participants um, who says she she gets panicked and almost has like panic attacks when she feels she can't catch her breath, she's got right. COPD um, and even just she's looking forward to this and she said that even the fact that she signed up for it already has made her feel a bit better There you go, yeah That she can attend gets her out of the house, gets her into a community feeling she said already, having not even been to one of the sessions, I'm feeling a bit better, I've got something to look forward to oh, you know, That's yeah. powerful That's like, That is you know that Absolutely. that's really, and I, I was, I was quite taken aback speaking to her that already she she'd kind of felt the benefits of potentially you know taking part in this, and then we'll have the physical sides. Um, yeah. The the specialists that we're working with um, have looked at various research into singing and anything that expands your lung use and capacity mm. um, is going to be good. It's, it's a muscle. You know, we, you have to rebuild. The muscle, and if you can do it in a way that isn't necessarily just focused on your breath, you're playing music, you're singing, you're being involved with it. It's almost a subconscious way of getting the physical benefits, yeah. and they'll be monitored weekly. So they'll be doing lung capacity tests, and you know, mm-hmm. um, how how are you feeling? How, how do you feel today? How do you feel before? How do you feel after the session? Um, and yeah, you know, again, I, I've got my own kind of anecdotal story. Of I when I started pipes about eight or nine, I had asthma, or I had the the beginnings of asthma, um, and I was at the family doctor, and he was very much your traditional kind of 
old old school family doctor. And um I had a wee bit of trouble with, you know, the asthma and kind of sporting activities and he said, Well listen, son, you need to um get your dad to teach you the pipes. He says that'll strengthen your lungs. And you know, I, I did, you know, at the same time I was starting piping. And again, this is it may have changed anyway. I may have grown out of it or it might not have developed, but I've never had bothered with that since. Now I'm not saying that's a <laughs> a scientific yeah. or a medically proven um kind of result, but anecdotally for me I, I feel it's definitely helped my physical health in that way. And yeah. and the men, you know, mental health, being being involved in music is just such a an enriching thing to be doing. No, absolutely, I have to agree. You know, the, the mental and physical benefits of being involved in piping are yeah, they're, they're incredible. And in some cases immeasurable, you know. So I I wish you good luck with this. <laughs> um, well, so yeah, it's gonna be an interesting one. Great supporter of the things we're doing and um we'll we'll keep you updated on, on progress and right. the, hopefully we're gonna learn from this. Um people are going to benefit from it and it may be something that we can roll out and train other teachers in. You know, oh, so you go. Yeah. I think there's long-term uh, benefits and effects here. So we're very much... Yeah. Well, I have to say, do you remember the dark days during the pandemic when people were talking about bagpipes in very negative terms, like saying, oh, they were, you know, toxic instruments almost, you know, you will get sick if you play them. Um, but now we're starting to find, well, the opposite can be the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, and again, we, we don't know, we don't have any evidence, but this is part of this. We're starting to build up um, evidence mm. and hopefully it's going to be a really positive outcome. Oh, great stuff. Well, Finley, thanks a million for taking time to chat with me. This is a fascinating project and uh, yeah, we definitely want to be kept across it. So yeah, let us know when any feedback happens. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. Thanks again for your support. There you are. Huge thank you to Finley McDonald for joining us this week here on the pod to talk to us all about that incredible new pilot venture, Piping for Wellness. Yeah, ourselves in the show, as we've mentioned, we're going to keep across this now. Uh, that was recorded back around the tail end of November there. So just before the holidays were about to kick in. And uh, yeah, so time has moved on and the pilot scheme is now live and people are now availing of it. Uh, so as the results from this pilot scheme become known, then of course we will share them here on the Rab Show Pod to let you know the benefits. Now, if anything, the benefits for your health of being involved in the bagpiping scene We've talked about it at length here on The Big Rab Show before. We've talked about, you know, the physical benefits, you know? about uh, We talked about it over the course of the pandemic when people were trying to stop us from being, playing bagpipes as being, oh, they're a terrible instrument, they'll spread the COVID everywhere. Uh, well, as we can find now, is that bagpiping actually has the opposite effect. It helps people recover. Yeah, uh, we talked about lung health there and, you know, people concentrating and focusing on their breathing and blowing steady and all of that kind of stuff. Then it really can help and, you know, strengthen your diaphragm and all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we do know that there's physical benefits from piping for sure. But as we mentioned there in our discussion, the social element of being involved in music in general. Yeah, that, I don't know. I just can't put a value on it. Ourselves in the Rab Show team, I, yeah, we absolutely know the benefits from a social aspect uh, because we've seen it firsthand. We've had many different live events now at the Pipe and Live Festival, but one of the big standout moments from all of those events is the social side of it. 
the side that we don't capture on stage or we don't record on the podcast or we don't film for a YouTube video, all that kind of stuff. It's the social side of it. It's hanging out with everybody there at the National Piping Centre and just talking about the music, talking about the rab show, talking about the competition that weekend, talking about reed selection and moisture control systems and getting really lost in the woods and the music. And it's that social side of it. I'm so glad the National Piping Centre are actually capturing that data and having people involved in this pilot scheme and then talking about things such as their mental health. It's a huge aspect of being involved in this music scene. And uh, yeah, I'm very glad that they're capturing that as well. So as much as we're talking about piping for wellness, and yes, it's January. Yes, it's freezing cold and traveling to band practice two or three nights a week to learn that MSR set for the 15th time. I'm sure you could see it far enough. But trust me, the benefits far outweigh the negatives. Because before you know it, May will be just around the corner and the, the competitive season will have opened its gates and you'll be on the grass, uniform on, ready to play some big tunes with your mates. You know? And I, I don't know. It's... We talk about it every week here in the show, and sometimes we do kind of get lost in the woods of the drama of this bagpipe scene. You know, we get involved in complaining and moaning a lot, I feel. But we do have to champion the absolute benefits that this scene has to offer. And, yeah, especially from a wellness perspective. Yeah, so whenever you're considering that... And you're maybe stuck in your car right now traveling to practice. You're maybe, what, an hour and a half into your drive or something at this point. Or maybe you're going to work and the drudgery of that nine to five or whatever. But, uh, yeah, you know, you're going to get home and you don't really get a break because you have to get an hour's practice in and all the rest. uh, Yeah, we're all in this together, but we all are in this for the love of it. And, yeah, believe it or not, there are actual benefits. Whenever you sit back and analyze it like this, scientifically, we can, yeah, completely identify the benefits of being involved in music, being involved in the bagpiping scene in general. And, uh, yeah, we're all for it. So, yeah, whenever you're considering that, these freezing cold winter months and you're struggling through the learning of new sets and scores and all the rest and hoping to hit the competition field for however amount of number of competitions there may be, um, do keep in mind that, uh, yeah, there is genuine benefit from being involved in the music scene and being playing in a band and all of that kind of stuff. There's definite benefits there, for sure. So, again, a huge thank you to Finlay McDonald and everyone there at the National Piping Centre. What an interesting initiative uh, to be actually have this scientifically measured I think it would be fascinating. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing the results from this pilot scheme. And, yes, we will definitely report that on a future episode of the Rab Show Pod. Rest assured. There you are. All right. So I know I got on my soapbox a little bit there. But uh, I do believe that the piping scene, uh, yeah, kind of seems a bit down in the mouth at the moment. Everyone seems to be down in the doldrums. Every time I'm talking to someone in the scene here uh, or they're asking me about the competition season or that, it's always in a negative light. Ugh, Rab, I've only two majors. Aye, Dumbarton and Glasgow, and that's it. Aye. Oh, shocking, mate. What are we going to do? You know, (laughs) I think we have to realise that there are genuine benefits from playing music, not just from a competitive point of view, but for the sheer enjoyment of it and the social element of it too. There are definite benefits to it. So we hope that you've enjoyed this kind of delve into that topic for this week. 
It's an interesting one, and we would love to know your thoughts on it as well. Our email address, as always, bigrabshow at gmail.com. You can send us in your questions, comments, queries, as always, and we'd love to hear from them. Yeah, and always, uh, yeah, if you do want to hear more information on this, then let us know, and we'll definitely reach out. For, yeah, we'll be continuing to follow the story as it develops. If you're wanting more information on how you could possibly even sign up to be part of this pilot scheme, then you can contact the National Piping Centre on their website, which is thepipingcentre.co.uk. You can go and contact them there for details. Uh, So there you go. Or you can email us and we'll do our best to hook you up, as always. Alrighty. Folks, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Another one is in the can. Can you believe it? At this point, we're just churning them out. (laughs) But, yeah, another great topic of the week in the can, and uh, I dare say this will be one that we will revisit in a future episode. Yeah, there you go. Episode 366 is behind us. And, uh, yeah, next week's podcast, again, we want to hear from you. Thoughts and opinions and all. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Send them in to us. And, uh, yeah, we'll do our best to get through all of your listener mail and all that weekly drone. And Normal service has resumed here in the Rab Show, hasn't it? For sure. All right, folks, we are out the door, and we will catch you all on next week's episode, of course, back again. And we'll see you all then. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week, and a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Check out g1reads.com for all of your piping needs. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all of the latest news and views from around the piping world. And also, check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be a part of the Patreon faithful. So, until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. Oh,